Nothing sets quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. A microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing says quality time to us quite like a road trip. And we love every part. The rest stops, the not-so-healthy snacks, the car games. It's all an adventure. We have a road trip coming up, and I'm so excited to just unplug from the world and connect with our kids. Penn, humor me for a second. Close your eyes and try to picture the perfect car for a road trip. Hmm, so I'm seeing like a massive amount of cargo space, you know, so that packing could be a little bit easier for you. And so kind of you. <laughs> well, thankfully, the perfect car is more than just a dream because the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has all that and so much more. And you can learn more at NissanUSA.com. And if you love road trips as much as we do, Check out the new season of Roundabout for stories about road trips, relationships, and the memories made along the way. Be sure to tune into our episode to hear more about the rest stop that taught Penn how to slow down on the hot fries. I still can't believe we told that story on a <laughs> on microphone. On a microphone. Yep, we did. <laughs> season two is live now with episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. everybody i'm kim i'm i'm pen <laughs> sorry that was that was slightly feigned enthusiasm should we start over no okay let's do this hey guys welcome to the holderness family podcast uh we are recording this on a thursday i'm only telling you that because first of all thanks for being here we love you this is the most important part of our week and we really need it this week we just we need to sit and be still and talk my dad passed away last Saturday. So four days ago, we are in the process of obviously remembering him, grieving, missing him, and also putting together uh, an event that will be earth shattering in the city of Durham because of what an influence that he was. So we needed this minute just to kind of sit and talk. So thank you for putting up with us. I know I just started with my dad passed away. I promise there will, there might be some, some sad moments, but this is also hopefully going to be somewhat informative and maybe even a little fun. Fun. Why are you? <laughs> no, totally. I, no, 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 absolutely. I, I don't, um, I think what Penn Penn's idea of what to talk about today, I think is going to be really useful. And that is our goal is to spread joy, of course, but also in this podcast, especially um, to help people be better at adulting and marriaging and parenting. And we as a family learned a lot about navigating this process and made some mistakes for sure. But if 
I do believe if if you are like us, you are in this season because I hate to like two of our other friends' parents passed this week. Right. Uh, exactly. Uh, within, w- I think yesterday, right? Like yeah. one of them was yesterday and then one of them was two days ago. Yeah. We're, we're absolutely in the season. And I mean, we'll talk about this some as we move on with the podcast. Uh, it, the way that it's happening, it, it feels the same with a lot of people. There is a decline that happens faster than you think. Sometimes people are caught off guard. I guess that happens a lot, but you know, I, I just, I wanted to share some of the stuff that I'm, I'm not just going to say I, that we learned because Kim was in the foxhole with me uh, over the last five years as my parents' health started to decline about some things that we learned that we messed up on. And also that we were lucky to be, um, the recipient of that helped us a lot. Yeah. So we're going to get to that, but first pen holder on us uh, yes. as you prepare your yagulagi. Um, Did you not know what a yagulagi was? <laughs> For Saturday, you had some funny stories and I would say, what is it from steel magnolias? Like laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Like there have been a lot of tears remembering your dad, Haywood Dale Holderness Jr. But there's also been some really like you know where when if you met Penn's dad, you would know where Penn got it from. <laughs> I think that if people at my funeral say, "Oh, she lit up a room," they would be lying. I don't light up rooms. That's fine. You I light think, up my room. I know. I but I don't light up a room. But uh, it's <laughs> fine. There's other jobs in a room besides lighting it up. <laughs> but I would say about your dad, like not just because he had, as you said, a laugh more contagious than COVID. He was such a joy and a light to be around that so many people have reached out that knew him and he impacted so many lives. He was a leader in the Durham community. He was a pastor for 33 years. Just the stories that we've heard, plus the ones I've been able to witness, I just want to say like he was an absolute legend. If I dedicated my life to service at this moment, I will never even hit a fraction of the impact that he made. Yeah. So (laughs) Dale and I were putting together his obituary, which by the way, was very expensive because (laughs) very expensive. No, they charge by the letter. Now it's, they used to be free, but like that, this is how newspapers make money. I think they've always charged, but I think there's like a standard, but it gives you like four lines or something. Well, there, there was never going to fit in these four lines and we needed to put them in a lot of newspapers because he was, uh, you know, he was influential throughout North Carolina, but there was this list of awards <laughs> and I, as we're li- listing them and ri- like writing through them and Kim's helping us edit them, she's, she's like, stop. <laughs> These seem fake. She's like, no, she said, she said, are you guys both starting to feel really like selfish buttholes because you haven't done, you haven't done any of this a fraction <laughs> of what this was? So my favorite awards, he, I mean, there were some really impressive ones. He was the NAACP Man of the Year. My dad's white. Um, uh, he he won he won a, a social leadership award from a local mosque, which mm-hmm. I will not try to pronounce. And then I think they made this award up for him. It was outstanding service for a non-Rotarian from the Rotary Club. <laughs> they were like, "Wait, everyone else has an award for my dad. We're gonna make we're up. Gonna make, we're gonna make up one for my dad. Fake. Maybe they do that all the time, but I thought that was really funny. Um, so yeah, so many awards. But Kim, thank you for 
for saying that he lit up every room. You're not the first one to say that. Thank you for comparing him to me. I don't think I could ever live up to the amount of joy that he brought into a room and the amount of positivity and the infectious laugh and the gravity that just shifted toward him because everybody wanted to feel that joy and that light, Mm -hmm. which he then converted into just shaking people down for so much money. Oh, he started so many charities. Yeah. Like he would, there's a story his friend Johnny told me one time that was like, he would have called me. It's like his best friend. He would call me and said, I need a thousand dollars. He's like, for what? He's like, don't worry about it. And he wouldn't tell people that wasn't just Johnny. He would always say, I need a thousand dollars. I'm not going to tell you where it's going. Well, he would, no, that's not true. So he he would give very clear directives about where big donations were going, but his good friends, he'd be like this, you know, fund needed it. This charity needed it. This, whatever, this person, he would like, he, he started a lot of charities. He was on a lot of boards again. He's a much better person um, than we are or could ever hope to be. But I'm I'm really thrilled that my children get to be related to somebody who's that impressive. Yes, uh, absolutely. 100%. And you mentioned funny stories, and that was one of them. Other funny stories involved him laughing so hard during a New York play production that they had to stop the production because he was laughing so hard and the cast was laughing too. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of an infectious laugh. Um, He, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many funny ones. I would say, so I think the reason why it, it is like, there's a certain, and there's no losing somebody and losing a parent. It's never easy, no matter the circumstances. But as we mentioned on this podcast, both of Penn's, parents lived with in skilled nursing his mom with alzheimer's his dad with dementia like i the lines are blurry i don't know which is which um and so your dad hasn't been here here for several years but i will say like as they both moved into that facility and but there was still a time when like they could go to like the fancy dining room and the community center like on the campus of the where their skilled nursing center is and we were we needed to make sure they got back in safe so we were like watching them walk in and just like making sure they made it into the building and your dad had his like arm around her and then like his hand drifted down and he like grabbed her butt i'm like look at them <laughs> they 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 don't remember who each like who i am or who but they like he knew to grab her butt and i just thought it was just the sweetest he took that with him uh for several years until really kind of the end when when things really started to go south. Um, but yeah, I, I remember we both kind of laughed about that. It was also sad, right? Because they, yeah. they couldn't stay in the same room. Mm-hmm. She needed a different type of care. And that's what happens when you get into dementia, when you get into Alzheimer's, you get scared. And um, anyway, so uh, it was a very complicated tapestry of living arrangements. And every quarter we would have a meeting with the people in the facility and we would share what we were seeing they would share what they were seeing and it was always something different mm. dad's life came to an end on saturday and it was the day before father's yeah, it was, day it was the day before father's day we were able to be there in the room with him which i can't say uh, enough about how important that was to me and to my brother and <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but I, I have a list of of 10 things that i made about things that we learned about this last season in life. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sprinkle in some more stories and love about Haywood as we go through this. But I don't know. I'd like a lot of these are things that we messed up or found out 
midway that I, I wish we kind of knew going into it. So if you have a, a parent who is either in this season of life or, or who may get to that season in life, which I feel like there's a lot of people. Or just, I think this is stuff we need to do for our children today. Okay. Or, uh, yeah. And then just edit it as you, like every 10 years, edit it. If you, yeah, because people were in our forties, no day is promised. Like we need to, I think your parents did a lot of things right that made life easier for us in yeah. this week. And yeah. And, yeah. To your point, some of these things are directives for people who are going into it or who are younger, who can plan ahead. And others are, are for people who are having to have tough conversations with their mm -hmm. parents. So there's a lot of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. So number one, uh, encourage your parents, or maybe you could do this as early as you wanted to, uh, to do something called an advanced directive. It's, it's a legal document. You can notarize it. You don't have to notarize it. But it basically gives your wishes when it comes to things like resuscitation, when um, when you're getting older, right? That's going to change over we time. We have one, honey, I, just so you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But ours is, ours is, you need to encourage them to update them. Okay. Okay. I guess that's the most important thing. Because obviously, I'm 47 years old. If I have a heart attack, you're going to want to resuscitate me. Right. Or if my heart's starting to, to fail, you're going to want to put a pacemaker in it. You're like all life-saving measures for right. me. But guys, you get to a point where that will cause, especially if you have dementia, that will cause major issues on top of it. And in the words of one doctor who when my they were talking about getting my dad a pacemaker, they said, just because you can give someone a pacemaker doesn't mean that you should. And those are all things that can be included in a document called an advanced directive. Right. And so we just so you know, like we have one as well. Um, and but I would just say uh, update it. And also because your dad went to the hospital several months ago and they asked the hospital like where do you have a copy of it he's supposed to like he traveled from the nursing home with it but they didn't have it so it wasn't posted the dnr wasn't posted so like we had to healthcare is so hard to navigate but like the the hospital crew where we were most recently had no idea that he had a dnr like so you just need to ask for it Yes. Um, so that's, that's one thing. That's, that's the kind of thing you're going to see in a, a nursing unit or a hospital. Um, above and beyond that, my father wrote up something when he was 73 years old, nine years ago, when he was fully of sound mind and body, where he would have a long conversation with anybody and light up any room, just like we said, which he called a death wish document, which sounds like a Charles Bronson movie, right? Like that was the name of the, of the movie. It has been the most helpful thing for us in the last year and particularly in the last week where he gave specific instructions about everything. Yeah. And we are coming right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Okay, listeners, as you know, we talk a lot about ADHD on our show. And how to love and support those who have it. And nobody does it better than my lovely wife, Kim. Oh, thanks, Penn. Yeah, one thing about ADHD, especially for kids, is that the feeling of boredom can be especially intense. That's for sure. And one place most kids struggle with boredom is in the car ride. Yeah, when you're in that ride, you may want to whip out the smartphone or the tablet, and it can be an intense need whether your kid has ADHD or not. They get sucked right in, and they receive those shots of dopamine straight to the dome. When I want to play music or listen to a podcast, I get a little worried about inappropriate words or messaging, so it's not always easy agreeing on what to listen to. Right, so Kim and I want to share with you a new podcast we discovered called Wild Interest, and it's got something for all of us. That's right. Wild Interest is the first and only podcast out there created and hosted entirely by kids. It covers so many fun and interesting topics from what is a leap year to the solar eclipse to an NFL quarterback. It's funny and interesting enough to even hold Penn's ever-wandering attention. And that's saying something. Give it a listen. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I went to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You've already grabbed a few things for our next beach trip, right? I grabbed the tiered maxi dress in black and you know what it has. Well, if it's you, because you want to have like the pockets, right? Pockets! I'm already thinking of grabbing two more in lilac and blue because once you find one thing you like, you just have to get it in multiple colors. Plus, lightweight and breathable at half the cost I'd pay at another retailer. All right, friends, it is time to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash holderness for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash holderness to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash holderness. Sadly, my grandmother passed in November and she was also, she had time and she was very mentally aware up until the day before she died. She designed the service. She just shows who was going to talk. She did the hymns that were going to be sung. Um, So I would say, what a favor your dad, he chose the readings he wanted. He chose the hymns he wanted at his service, how he wanted to be cremated. And honestly, I think that we all, I mean, we're in our 40s. Like, this is the sort of thing. We, these are the awkward conversations um, yeah. we, we should have. Do you want to read them part of what I, he had? I'm going to read bits of it. I want to also say that he sent this to his children. He sent this to his pastor. And he sent this to a funeral home. Right? Because, oh, he already... Oh, another gift? He already chose the funeral home. Yeah. Oh, no, so that's on part Saturday... Of it. Yeah. So he passed and literally the sweet nurse was like, okay, which funeral home am we calling? And could you imagine not, like, you were like, I don't know. Like, I would say like, uh, I was like, oh God, I have to like Google a funeral home on a Saturday night. He already, he decided. No, I had the guy's cell number because he gave it to me. He said, when it happens, text this guy. Yeah. So 
Wow. I mean, what a gift. Don't you remember uh, the reason I'm saying this? I'm saying this now and I want to preach it and scream it from the top of the mountain how helpful this was because I was resistant to this when I got it 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think most people will be, right? They'll be like, oh, come on, dad. What are you doing? You're like really bumming me out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, was this helpful? Right. Right. Yeah. He, so he wrote, we'll probably talk about this more as, as time goes on, but my father did the absolute best that he could to do two things. Number one, he did not want to be a burden on any of us. Yeah. Even though when his mind and body started to fail, he had no control over any of these wishes. So he made these wishes clear before his brain started to fade. Um, he was not super into just like hanging on yeah. by a thread. Um, and he, so he wrote this when he was 73 years old. I'm just going to read this verbatim. Please remember that I consider my life to be over when I can no longer enjoy the company of folks I love, when I can no longer worship God or enjoy oysters, when I can no longer care for myself, please care for me as best you can. But, and this is in bold, please, please do not allow your care for me to interrupt you living your lives to the fullest. And then he, he goes on to say, because I do not know when my ability to make good decisions will cease. And because I trust my family and have an enormous desire not to become burdensome to you, I sincerely ask that when you too and your mom agree on any decision that affects my life, implement that joint decision, knowing that my best self will always agree with you. And his best self is in quotes. Um, and I have to say that there were some times when we were going through this process and deciding when to move him. He, it wasn't, I would say, um, I don't think he was making decisions or saying things that were his best self, but we had to remind ourselves, this is not him. Right. And we're going to talk about that more on these, on these later numbered things. But the bottom line is this document gave us the guidance and also the grace and understanding that when we make these tough decisions that dad from 10 years ago is clapping his hands somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's tough because there, I mean, later in life, there are decisions that you have to make no matter what he writes here, when you have to go from uh, life extending measures to comfort measures, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually when hospice comes in, by the way, hospice is amazing. Mm -hmm. Can we say that hospice is amazing everywhere? Obviously tremendous job by my dad putting yeah. this document together. Slow clap, Haywood. Yeah. He did good. On that same note of what we were just talking about, the, the third thing that I wrote down is to try to have the conversation early about power of attorney. And that looks different in every single family. But I have, ever since we were able to, to get, we, you need power of attorney when your parents can't talk, right? And it happens at a certain point. It's quite easy when that happens. But when there's a gray area, um, usually your best self or your mm -hmm. parents' best self is going to want you making those decisions. But there's a legal step that you have to take, and that's called power of attorney. Ben wrote number four, when there's a tough conversation about needing to move to a safer place, don't wait until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, when does that happen, right? That happens when you realize that your parents are not capable of caring for themselves. And that can happen for a thousand reasons. But know that uh, people are living longer. Their bodies are lasting longer. Our healthcare company is helping assure to that. But it doesn't mean that our brains are lasting longer. That's the one thing where, I mean, we are trying and there are ways to stem the tide of, of dementia and Alzheimer's. But most of our parents didn't know about those things. And so... A lot of time their their brains fail before their bodies do. And so 
you know, having that conversation, you want them to be of sound mind if you can. Yeah. And I come at it from a different place because again, when my, my grandmother was like giving me her bank passwords, <laughs> like the, the day before, the, the day before. Yeah. And like, she's like, does Penn need a new Kindle? I have a Kindle. Not, not the day. It was like three days before. Like she, um, so, and we never would have, she never needed to move out. She needed some care to people. To, you know, my mother was basically living there. So it's different for everybody and it's on, on the level in which they can um, participate. But I think we had a very brief conversation like our house and at the time your brother's house that he was living in, like it didn't, we'd stay with stairs everywhere. Like it wouldn't have worked them living here. Also would have been very dangerous with the, with what your parents like their ability they were mobile and not aware like which would have been dangerous if they were here which is also heartbreaking too that we couldn't take care of them like that yeah and i i wish we had had the conversation earlier but it's really tough uh your parents are i mean you have to flip the script right your parents have been your authority mm-hmm. your entire life and they're supposed to be right and and then you have to be the authority mm-hmm. when it comes to something like this so i have this as number five uh, when you're having that conversation and this is something I absolutely did not get until someone who is a saint got me on the phone and who has done this before and explained this to me. Okay. He said, treat your parent with love and respect, but also understand that that person may not be thinking rationally anymore. And that is not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know how long that takes? You're like, why is, why is my dad talking to me like that? Why is my mom talking to me? Like that? Oh, this is what happens to your brain. It's like that 73-year-old person who wrote that letter is not there anymore. And you have to, when that happens, you, and he said this, he, he said, how would you treat your child if they burn their finger on a stove when they were two years old? Which, by the way, happened to my parents. They left the gas on. They, 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 were, they were having issues that were similar to what a toddler would have, right? right. And the answer is, you treat them with love. You are, you are firm with them and you do whatever you can to guarantee their safety, but you know that they don't know any better, mm-hmm. which seems crazy to say about your parents. But sometimes when dementia comes into play, that's exactly what happens. You get to the point where you've got to be a parent to them with love and res- like unconditional love and respect, but also firmness. Mm-hmm. That took some time for me to figure out. If you know me, that's not really my lane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's the advice I've given to the most of my friends who have been dealing with this with their parents, which is this is where they are in life. It's not their fault. Love them as as fiercely as you have loved your children and commit yourself to their safety as much as you have with their children. That oh, okay. So I hope I didn't bump people out there, but that's like this is one of the most important things that I can tell people mm-hmm. because I see it happening all the time. Oh, okay. So number six. And another, another piece of advice that I got from this kind of guru about how to help get your parents to a safer place is they're going to be stubborn, right? They, they're used to being in charge. They should be used to being in charge. They've raised you. They've probably put you through maybe school. They, they, they clothed you. They cared for you. They, they may still be supporting you to this day, mm-hmm. right? So that's, it's tough for them to accept help. And so, uh, this guy told me to say, will you allow me to dot, dot, dot. And the first time I did that, it worked. Like, will you allow me to do some research on these homes that will get you to a safer place? Will you allow me to set up a meeting? Will you allow me to 
um, draft these papers and have you sign them, all these kind of baby steps and adding that little, will you allow me to, don't know why, but that really helped. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward, got my parents to a safe place. That was sad. It's going to be sad, right? And we're just going to kind of fast forward to kind of the end, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the last week or so and things that <laughs> we wish we had learned. Kim, you can jump in on this one if you want to. Uh, if you have some time, start collecting photos of your parents and get them in one place digitally. Because <laughs> Kim, our f- like not just like our photos, but also our parents' photos are in a thousand different places. Well, that's just the way that life was up until we had cell phones and ways to store them digitally. But yeah, there was a, and then. Yeah, there were like your brother had some pictures and we had some pictures and people were sending us pictures. So I think that's part of the, um, and I think at a modern funeral service, either picture people have pictures out like at the reception or there's some sort of slideshow playing. Um, just take some time to gather some pictures because in the last week, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. So where like where are some of the places we found? dad's pictures kim kim by the way uh, is the saint who has uh, put together a spectacular slideshow it's my special gift it's so funny i never yeah. use iMovie at all on my computer because we edit using uh, premiere adobe adobe premiere um but i only use iMovie for slideshows and i went in and it's like literally only open it up and like when somebody dies so i have like eight funeral slideshows on my iMovie we found them everywhere and so yeah it it, it is it is i mean that's just like a housekeeping thing but it's helpful to have them in one place we need to do that for our just for everyone oh my gosh like our our families they're all over the place because it starts out like what was the first app was it shutter fly there was like one that everybody put their pictures in i think whatever kodak's one was and like when's the last time you heard the name kodak and then uh it moved over to the google pictures oh my gosh you're so old and then everyone it then the the cloud Mm-hmm. No, I'm right here. I'm right, aren't I? Like everything is its own cloud deal, but then now, now literally, there's like fourteen thousand pictures either on your phone or attached to your phone, and that's where they all are. Mm-hmm. But it keeps migrating to different places, and then you have to add on all of those like f- old photo carousels that you turn, and the pictures kind of flip up that were the only things that we had when we were kids, and then but then you've got to digitize those, so you need a good app for that, and you just gotta try to put everything in the same place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. What's okay. Um, Kim helped me out with this too. Uh, when cleaning out the house, which sometimes happens before mm-hmm. for us, it happened three or four years before because mm-hmm. um, we, we moved them into um, a, a independent living area. When cleaning out the home, you are probably going to save more than you probably should. I think the strange gift of um them have having to move them which again like it's not common in my family because people in my family don't haven't we haven't experienced needing to move to a different place yet in my experience i've certainly experienced like the cleaning out of things and then with your parents i'm i'm just i was talking to laurie my sister-in-law yesterday like what a relief that we're not having the emotion of cleaning out a house right now because it was hard enough three or four years ago whenever that was four years ago i i don't even know I definitely, we wrote about this even in our book, I definitely wanted to save everything and you just, you went through with like a garbage bag and we're just like tossing stuff. But, but meanwhile, the stuff we saved is like in our attic and I don't know, I just wanted to have the ability to save stuff for my kids and you know, like, you know, I have one of your mom's dresses and 
yeah, so I, but it's, it's unbelievably hard. And there's, I don't have an answer on like doing that right away versus doing that. Like my mother had to clean out her mother's house like the week after, which is, that's also terrible. Yeah. We or wouldn't have like been able you, to do that this week. No, there's I know. Too much other my stuff my mom on. had to. And yeah. so, um, cause the house sold. So like, it's all terrible, but yeah. And I, so I will say this as we're getting our parents and then I even think about this now because I think, yes, you can send this to your parents and be like, Hey, can you do me a favor and design your own funeral service? Like there's that gift, but also my mom, after cleaning out her mom's house, decided to start cleaning out her house. She's like, I don't want to do that to you. Well, wow. And she, so she has started cleaning out and getting rid of stuff because she knows it'll be my brother and I having to wade through that. And she just doesn't want to do that to us. But I've started like, that is why you like joke that I, I get rid of everything. Like you're like, Oh, don't give it to Kim. Cause she'll get rid of it. <laughs> because I think about seriously, when I was going through your mom, your mom, who was like, and she's still with us physically, but again, mentally not here. And that's, I, I will cry talking about it, but, um, your brother said something so beautiful. He's like, you'll, you'll, she'll never know she's a, a widow. Like she just, she's not aware. So there's, it's such a beautiful marriage. And so it's actually a gift that she'll never know. But your mother was so fancy and she was so proper. And she was just like, she was like one of those ladies. She was a lady. And then here I am like this daughter-in-law going through her stuff. And you're talking about her clothes and her dresses, her clothes and her, and her dresses yeah. and her, you know, tea settings. And she had different sets, I think, you know, like different sets of plates and she had all this stuff. And I'm like, little did she know when she put this in a box and saved it for entertaining and whatever, that some girl that her son brought home would be going through it and getting authority over like what's kept and what's donated and what we're going to try to sell. Like, and so I think about like, I think about somebody that Penn Charles dates and gets married to making a decision over my stuff i'm like i'm not gonna i don't want some girl i want some girl he brings home to go through my stuff okay so i just start getting rid of stuff now isn't that the most weird way of looking at it but that's seriously what i get rid of everything i i do love that you think of yourself as some girl who i brought home we're um, married and have two kids but like <laughs> I, I mean she didn't she, there are so many people that were more impactful in her life right like i don't know you like you you got her uh, a, a granddaughter like you were pretty darn important to and her a grandson and a grandson yeah. Um, but yeah I, mean, I was no 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 i always felt so loved by her and she was so gracious and just a smoke show she's super hot but like i mean in in, in the course of her life i came around at the end yeah of her awareness and i'm like some girl <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is why I didn't make this advice. It was just a sentence, which is again, get rid of your stuff. You guys, my sentence was you are going to save more than you probably should, but it's going to happen. It's because it, it's so you just perfectly encapsulated and it's not weird how hard it is to make those decisions when in the end, unless you are going to use them or can find someone else who is going to use them, obviously like donating is a great idea when you can. Um, the person who purchased and had those things has no use for them anymore. Right. So that is, but again, we messed up. Like even me who was Johnny Trashcan, 
um, brought back some stuff that I don't really know what I'm going to do with. So it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, ask for and receive help. People want to help you with this. It will actually bring them joy to help you with this. We've kind of, I've, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, during the end when like everything, when you need, if you need help, about how to talk to your parents. If you need someone to come over and help. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Help, help. You're not, you're not on your own. Like this, this person probably has a lot of, of friends and there is a culture of people when you get to this point where they really do want to help, where it would be meaningful for them to be able to help you with something, whatever that may be. Um, number 10. I've got a number. Oh, do you have a number 10? <laughs> I want to hear your number 10. Okay, number 10. <laughs> it's totally okay if the vehicle <laughs> that comes to pick up your beloved parent is not the traditional they're not a hearse honey hearse like with the curtains on it i was waiting for the hearse to show up um with out- your brother outside with my brother we were very emotional and up rolls a chrysler pacifica a chrysler this lovely new lovely Chrysler Pacifica. It's a beautiful vehicle. So we're like devastated. And I look over my shoulder and I say, are they going to put dad in a Chrysler Pacifica? <laughs> and you're like, I didn't think his last ride would be in a Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> Cause it is, he's getting cremated. That was his last ride. By yeah. the way, it awesome lo- car. It was lovely. But I just didn't I, know. I question because he's a very tall man. Because even with the seats down, like he's kind of. No, those things go on forever. Are you worried that like his head was like in the front seat <laughs> with him by the stereo dial? I was questioning how he was going to fit. He fit just fine. He fit just fine. Like it was perfect. This podcast. It was also like on a Saturday night. Yeah. And they were there instantly. So I need to give props to the funeral home for being responsive, for making sure that they, he was brought into his care in a very timely manner. Yeah, it was like Everyone was impressed by how quickly they got there in a Chrysler Pacifica. I mean, that's, I guess that's and a, a very sweet man. Yeah. Everybody was so sweet. Um, I, I have to say like there were plenty of opportunities to laugh this week. There've been many more to cry we were scheduled to be in South Carolina to give a big speech, a big speech at a um, convention on Tuesday, like a keynote. And I, they, they had a whole, I, I think they're fine without it, but they were so understanding. Um, we had a lot of work that we were supposed to do. And I was like, I can do work this week. Penn is the one who's busy. No, I, I've been like, my brain's just been shot. So. This would have been really difficult to I, it would have been impossible for me to go and i think it would have been tough uh if you were gone as well so thank so you for thank staying you. with me and well, thank you to the people who understood they understood but it was really i mean we were all ready to go i was excited it was a lovely resort but it just there's no way we could have done it and um we have another video i think this was to go out like next week maybe that we shot last week and we have some blogs that we've written and we have stuff that's going to go out when it goes out but then we're taking a little you know we're taking this week and taking next week and we're going to chill and remember your dad and um yeah and if you see a video of us that makes you laugh just know that we probably didn't do that this week we probably (laughs) did that a long time ago yeah and that's okay um but by the time you listen to this the funeral uh will be over i am setting the over under on attendance slash live stream views at 12 billion that's a joke but my dad was so beloved and 
he really was like Batman for the city of Durham. He just kind of like sat and looked at what people needed and he kind of swooped in, but he wasn't rich or didn't have a yeah. costume. So no, Robin Hood. I don't know. He was some kind of superhero. He was his own kind of superhero. Yeah. And he, uh, again, if you're, if you're curious and you want to see what, what he did and his obituary is online and the list is staggering uh, of what he's done and I miss him. I uh, didn't expect this to happen, but it's been kind of cool uh, thinking about him as an entire body of work instead of thinking about him as the person that he was over the last several years, which is tough to think about. I knew that he was probably sad in a lot of ways. And I, he even predicted in the, in that letter that he, you know, he probably lived past when he considered a, f a fruitful life to be. Mm -hmm. And that can be really sad for him. It can also be really sad for his loved ones who, who love him and want him to be happy. But when he passes, it's, you miss him so much more because all of that just goes away and you remember the entire person that he was. Mm -hmm. And it happens in an instant and it's overwhelming it's it's made me smile and laugh and cry and do a thousand things altogether. I think I can simultaneously be relieved that he's not suffering anymore mm -hmm. and just in, incredibly sad that I don't have him in my life anymore, especially now that I remember, you know, how he raised me and what he taught me, you know, the things he told me right before I left for college. He said, don't get pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, dad, <laughs> do you mean don't get anyone else? He's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't get pregnant. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. He kept saying it over and over again until I figured out like that. But he didn't want to tell me not to impregnate any women in college, so he just said, "Don't get pregnant." Um, but that was that was the kind of funny guy he was. He would he could get a point across um, and make mountains move with just humor and levity and a laugh, and um, and people would go that way because they trusted that he had everyone's best interests in mind. So that was kind of a cool guy to grow up with. Um, do you want to hear a joke? Mm -hmm. Do you need some cheering up? Just like one or two mom jokes. You want to do mom jokes? Yeah. Just, just <laughs> one or two, one or two. Hang on. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I you've been great for me all week. Um, we're still in what, what I call our grace period. Oh my gosh. Ben's like, you're being so nice to me after like, how long does this last? It's oh. a, it's a week, right? It's one week. You've been, <laughs> I'm nice, <laughs> but just there's, there's this extra level of niceness and I'm trying not to take advantage of it because obviously like, I don't want to do this, but you bring me stuff that you don't normally bring me. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I don't have to clean up as much as I normally do. I leave stuff out and you're like. That's fine. Aww. By the way, I'm ADHDing so hard this week. I think yeah. that stress and grieving makes you lose stuff all the time. But I said to her last night, I'm like, this is like a grace period that is going to expire literally as soon as the funeral is over, right? <laughs> you, you Googly's done. Let's wrap it up, Holderness. Get your mess together. This garage is a bleep hole. Like this that's like that's what's going to happen as soon as we're done. So I am enjoying this grace period. <laughs> Um, I'm going to sprinkle. I'm just going to tell you before we wrap up, I'm going to tell you a few mom jokes. Okay. What's a mom joke? It's like a dad joke. Is it the same as a dad joke or is it a little different? It's, but from a mom. There's not like anything specific. It's just, a, it's a, it's a dad joke. It's a dad joke, but okay. from delivered from a mom. There's no difference between a mom joke and a dad. Joke. I'm going to say they're slightly better. Okay. 
I don't know. You be the judge. Okay. Ready? I, I didn't even know these were a thing. I'm excited. Let's go. Why are there Pop-Tarts, but not Mom-Tarts? Okay, this is a mom joke. Why, hang on. Why are there Pop-Tarts, but not mom I don't know. Because of the pastryarchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're dad jokes, but woke. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that what this um, is? How do you weigh a millennial? How do you weigh a millennial? I don't know. In Instagrams. Kidding, because they like Instagram. Oh my God. These are worse than dad jokes. Um, <laughs> um, hold on. Okay. No, 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 I'm, look, I'm looking. I have a list. Right. If you slap Dwayne Johnson's butt. You officially hit rock bottom. Okay, I like that one. See, you know what? That's that that one can't be a dad joke. I think that's got to be a mom joke. Yeah, I'm starting to get this. Mom jokes have an identity. What did the fish say when he hit the wall? What? Damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn. That could have been a dad joke, but that's really good. Um, <laughs> I've started telling people about the benefits of dried grapes. Okay. I, I think I know what it is. What? Are you raising awareness? Oh, yeah. It's all about raising awareness. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hold on. How do you get a farm girl to like you? I feel like this is a I don't know dirty like joke or something. No, it says yeah, what a is... tractor. Oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> a tractor? A tractor. A tractor. Like you get her a tractor. I like that one. Why haven't aliens visited our solar system yet? Um, why? They looked at the reviews. Only one star. <laughs> it's a space joke. I really thought it was going to be something about Uranus. I finally got around to watching the documentary on clocks. Okay. It was about time. <laughs> what did Adam say to his girlfriend on the 24th of December? I mean, this is pretty obvious. Happy Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if Sorry. I love that one as one. A husband walked into a bar. The wife ducked. Yeah, sorry. What do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? Oh, I can't wait for this one. Prime mates. Oh! <laughs> Why is there popcorn but no mom corn? Okay, here's the, like, this is a good one. Go ahead. Maisogyny. Oh, that's good. Because like maize it? is corn. Do you want to play Would You Rather? Yeah. Oh, wait. Do we have a song for that? Hey! It's time for everybody's favorite weekly game. Yeah, both of these options are unbearable. Gotta choose one even though it is terrible. Let's play Would You Rather starting now. Hey! All right. Okay. Just one today. Would you rather have every shirt you wear be kind of itchy? You know, like you, like we all have that shirt. You're like, oh, that looks cute. But you put it on. It's kind of itchy. Like putting a wool sweater on with no shirt underneath right. it. Kind yeah. of, but not like super, just kind of itchy and uncomfortable. Or only be able to use one ply toilet paper. The shirt. You'd rather wear an itchy shirt? I have... So I have had multiple situations with one ply toilet paper where I have had such little success that I've had to go take a shower instantly afterwards. 
Did you just snort? I think I would rather. I've not had an issue with one ply toilet paper. I mean, it's not my favorite. Let me ask you this. I guess I could also just say that, like, if you go three times and it's not all gone, you have to take a shower, right? So that happens to me sometimes. And um, it always happens. It almost always happens to me with one ply toilet paper. Like, one ply toilet paper is going to become five ply toilet paper to me because I'm going to just get a bunch of it. That's what I'm saying. But I still don't feel like I'm getting the job done. I hate one ply toilet paper. I'd rather give me the itchy shirt. Give you the itchy shirt. Okay. Wow. You guys, this podcast was a journey. It was a journey. We got a little sad. Yeah. We heard some amazing jokes. And we heard about Penn's butt. So, thank you for joining us. Thanks for letting us talk about these things. I know they're hard things and yeah. uh, uncomfortable <clears throat> things, but yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope we didn't bum too many people out, but I just, I feel like these could be useful. Kim, I'm very grateful for all that you've done for me this week. I'm really enjoying my grace period. I know that it's not going to last forever. It will not last forever. So when, when is it? When are you I don't know. pulling the plug? You don't know? Okay. <laughs> I'm nice though. All the time. I'm nice, but I am not really understanding about messes and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, we're having your whole family over tomorrow and you got to help me clean up this house. Oh, so the grace period's over now. Good to know. Grace period's over now. All right. So, uh, okay. Okay. Maybe love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. 
So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 